everyone and welcome to RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science, set in the sci-fi world of Braxigan 2. We are four science communicators who love to play D&D and talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that come up in our game. Um, allow us to introduce yourselves. <laughs> I looked at you and I was like, good, good job. Uh, Shamani yeah. has been drinking all day. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, Um. I'm Shermany, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I enjoy wearing clothes, among, among other fun hobbies. <laughs> um, for, for podcast <laughs> listeners, that's going to be totally out of... <laughs> it's important yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah, it's just a fun fact about me. Um, <laughs> Simon. Hello, uh, my name is Simon. I use he, him pronouns. I too enjoy wearing clothes and other human things. Uh, I am a science communicator specializing mostly in videos, but I do a bunch of other stuff. I also paint tiny plastic soldiers. I have one yeah. with me here. I've just been showing it off. Oh, there you go, YouTube. It's very good. You can, you can, you can see my little war canoe. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's my deal. Um, Emily Bates, do you like wearing clothes? I like, no, hate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't, to be fair, I don't no, like wearing Down clothes. with it's big way, clothes. It's way better when you're not wearing clothes close but anyway uh hi i'm emily bates i use she have pronouns i am a science video producer and i i just love D, &D really Aww. it's kind of where i'm at, at the moment mm. ali nice my name is ali jennings i use he him pronouns uh i am also a science communicator i'm doing a lot of stuff with genomics at the moment that's my genomics <laughs> tiny people that have pointy all hats in gardens uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they're all really cool. They're geez, yeah. uh, and that's that's it. I think. Um, Do you know yeah, when people first videos, started wearing you know? clothes? I was just curious. Whilst we were... <laughs> yes. No, I don't. It's Wait, that's a, a really good question. That Simon just finds a good question in someone's intro every week oh, now, yeah. and I'm loving it. So now, Simon, <laughs> you have to do it every time. So when did start wearing clothes? This ties when back to a question we had before, actually. Which you know a... the answer. No, no, no. I had, to, I did have to Google this, but it does tie into something we talked about before, which is when, what we mean by modern humans, because mm. modern humans, as opposed to, it's not a archaeological record thing. It's when um, behaviorally modern humans emerged so when similar behaviors were observed on mass one of which appears to be clothes because the timeline for modern humans is approximately two hundred thousand years ago and the uh ice there was an ice age about one hundred eighty thousand years ago so you can sort of conclude that it's almost certainly clothes caused the ice age yeah that's big clothes once again big. <laughs> really cool thing there's a study recently that looked at the evolution of body lice and implied oh. that there was a big development about 170,000 years ago. Yes. So that was, you know, massive pattern shift, presumably, of, you know, humans wearing clothes, changing how body lice were behaving. That's yeah. so cool. Presumably the body lice would quite enjoy it because they've got more places to hang out, or do you think they just stay on the hair? Well, I know that, I assume that they like it more because it's probably more better insulation for them. And they're they're yeah. hidden because people would not change their clothes as frequently as we do. Get sweatier. Lots if of you're not a If it was colder, then they would... Because there has been a big thing that like certain kinds of lice, like pubic lice, have almost gone extinct, right? Because so many people are shaving their pubic hair. I had a really good time. That not be true. Hang on, I'm, I'm going on incognito mode. One there time. was a big. Would you, would you like my pubic lice story? Would you like my pubic lice? No. I have a party pubic lice story that I bring out. Oh god. Which is that I was once working on a BBC show about parasites and was asked to obtain some pubic lice so that we could film them 
which turned out to be remarkably hard. I don't, I'm not sure about the, the practically extinct thing, but like it is hard in this country to get hold of pubic lice. So I called up a sexual health clinic and I was like, uh, I don't know. I just chatted up a doctor and was like, next time someone comes in, will you keep some for me and let me know? Oh and they need to feed on human blood regularly. So I had to rush oh. in and then tape them in a little pot to my arm. So <gasps> Oh, and stay what? alive until filming, which was, I think, like two days afterwards. By the oh time. my god! You had pubic lice on your arm for like you bred pubic pubic lice for two days. I went off for the weekend. I was wearing this short like jumper, and, and I would be like, "Want to see my pubic lice?" No, yeah. but imagine I had, I had hair lice as well. Imagine if you Very fell expensive. and like it came off, and then everyone around was, you. Was it was in it. There was there was a mesh covering, and they could bite through the mesh. So oh, yeah, we're fine. My lovely little that thing. is, and you can see that they've got story. different sized, uh, what are they called? Little pincers because pubic hair is bigger than the hair on your head, so they need a different shape, and that's why they're a kind of different species. Phenomenal. On the stats of, of, of pubic lice, um, this isn't what was... the D&D brief is about, everyone, but we no, 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 but we, we've fallen down this. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening now. Um, there was a paper in 2006 called Did the Brazilian Kill the Pubic Louse? Uh, <laughs> by... That was a paper? That was a paper by I Armstrong in 2006, and it basically uh, looked at the occurrence of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and pubic lice between 1997 and 2003. The frequency of pubic lice declined significantly while other sexually transmitted diseases increased. And then there was a new study that looked at patients in Milton Keynes, um, uh, yes. who, as if it wasn't bad enough living in Milton Keynes, some of them also had crabs. And basically, they looked at the rate of pubic lice infection between 2003 and 2013, and the rate fell from 1.8% to 0.07%. Wow. So the like the rate of people with them has just fallen off a cliff. Is that a Brazilian-related thing as well? You know what Brazilian the is, Brazilian, Ali? Yeah, did they, I, know, okay. I, I know what Brazilians I, are. Yeah. I know what they it's do. It's a thousand they times a million, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they live in Brazil, and... <laughs> Um, I have an ex from Milton Keynes. But what did you find <laughs> out that where, where they were from and then you were just like, I can't do this? <laughs> Pretty much something like that, yeah. It's uh. just the, for people who don't live in the UK, Milton Keynes <laughs> is like where roundabouts go to die. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> They're so big and slow. Yeah, it's totally true. Anyway. Uh, right, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to say let's, push on because we want to make sure that we've got time to do everything so someone can do his painting oh, oh, so someone can do his painting our dnd brief section you know is taking something from a previous episode um simon what in the previous episode there was a mention there was a there was a hint what? uh yes there was something draconic that went on <gasps> um, in the state of denmark ooh. we had our first mention of dragons dragons and um, <laughs> I did a video a little while back, which I wanted, I thought it would be a nice chance to sort of talk about some of the conclusions of it, because it was one of the favorite things that I, I've done, uh, basically about the physics of and the, the feasibility of dragons. And there's something that we need to get very clear off of the bat is that there is a difference between dragons and wyverns. Oh, yes. So number of legs. It's the legs, number of right? legs. I have the good legs. I like wyverns. They're, they look a bit off balance. And what how does everybody know this leg heads. fact? <laughs> Do you not know what a wyvern is? I uh, think I watched Simon's dragon. video and I think that's why I know the leg fact. So, uh, and is that crucial to their aerodynamic kind of? Well, no, it's crucial to their biomechanics. So, dragons have 
four legs and wings. So it's like when you think of Smaug from Smaug. The Hobbit, um, that, that is an example of a dragon. Whereas a, a wyvern has one set of legs and then its front limbs are its wings. So that's like the dragons in Game of Thrones. Not dragons, so it's like a bat. <sighs> they're wyverns. And the, the, that is the yeah. key thing is because um, it, having... Right, where to start with this? So... <laughs> Any appendage is obviously connected to the superstructure of the body, otherwise known as the torso for you biologists out there, um, by a certain set of muscles. And for our arms, those are connected to our pectoral muscles, for example, at the front. Pectoral muscles are the primary flight muscles for bats and for birds. They're the big, you know, the, the big slabs of muscle that drive pulling your arms down. And that you know wyverns basically just take arms and turn them into wings and so they have all the same muscles connected up that makes all uh, makes sense dragons on the other hand expect the body to have muscles connecting their arms and their legs and then a new set of mystery muscles on their back where their lateral muscles and uh their the trapezoidal muscles would be and instead power this new set of limbs and it it's it's one of these things that like if you're looking at the physics and science of something that exists in fantasy it's obviously well obviously this doesn't exist in the real world we have wait are you saying that there is nothing in the real world that exists which has four legs and some shit on its back or well, insects which it can move so insects are the only insects. ones that whose wings are like on their back and not basically from yeah. this from coming yeah. from their front but that has a totally but different physiology from from <laughs> dragons which you can imply are vertebrates right well, like are they maybe surely well so what does the what does the musculature of the wing of the beetle the humble beetle yeah. pull against well, how does that how does that work i don't actually i, I don't even imagine bugs with muscles no, i don't think bugs have it. muscles i think they work on a set of hydraulics yeah Spider's Sound legs is hydraulic yeah, but we've yeah. Yeah. spider hydraulics before, do bugs have muscles ah, that's only hydraulics oh in one direction there you go bugs muscles so then they do have muscles interesting oh weird little bug muscles Ooh. look cross section of a of a fly i didn't want to see that that's grim <laughs> um <laughs> anyway well so actually, that is a, that is an interesting counterpoint that you do have something that has wings on its back and then four legs it's bugs but dragons don't look Six like legs. bugs they look quite reptilian yeah they yeah. are they're reptilian, and and the two examples that we have for flight on Earth are basically birds, which are of course which are reptiles. They're descended from reptiles, um, and then bats. You know, you have yeah. you have stuff with feathers and stuff that has skin between fingers. Love so, and pterosaurs. I love my pterosaurs. Yeah. So, yeah. so pteros, you know, this is extinct species, of course. It's a bit more okay. difficult to speculate on what you know past species were like, because obviously, when we think about dragons, they are normally pretty quite big. Um, and you know that naturally that leads to a comparison to to pterosaurs, which uh, I actually have the stats up for the largest wingspan. I love the way you keep yes. saying stats as though like you know you've got all the strength. <laughs> the, they're not yeah. very wise, but they're yeah. surprisingly charismatic. It's amazing deck. <laughs> so I, I believe um, this Quetzalcoatlus is that Quetzalcoatlus had a wingspan of approximately ten meters, so it's like a light aircraft. That, that kind of size cool. so there is some but historical I, precedent oh, there but that's that's a that, that's a very different kind of flying two dragons and this is where you sort of get into the nitty-gritty of how stuff flies because stuff different species fly in different ways we define that by what's called a gate so that's basically the shape that the wings make in the air is and, this going towards bumblebees uh, well, well so bumblebees have a specific like figure of eight kind of 
gates yeah. whereas something like a falcon has like a specific <laughs> flapping motion whereas an albatross is like a soaring motion and you can define um how a bird or well how a flying animal generally um flies based on two numbers which is the aspect ratio of its wings so how wide they are compared to how long they are and the um load of the wings so the mass per square centimeter of wing and you put those two on a graph like a two a two two axes and you can see where different species are and they cluster together based on similar characteristics like swifts and albatrosses are like very similar they're oceanic saurers whereas you know something like a hawk or something would be um what's the example what's the high-speed hunters is what they call Ooh. them but there are there are really you know cool names for this kind of thing um so you know you can sort of you have to sort of when you're looking at a fantasy flying creature you have to consider how it is flying what niche it is occupying somebody asked us hold up wait a second so you're talking about the niche right yeah are you saying that uh so we need to understand how the dragon lives we need to really get to grips with its lifestyle how it eats <laughs> like is this what we're after Where it goes for lunch so it, it basically <laughs> it informs if you were to say uh, a priori this is a dragon and it is a an apex predator that picks up cows and its talons and carries them off that informs how its wings must be but equally you can look at it the other way around as this is what a dragon looks like this is what its wings how, how they're shaped how they fly this is the niche that it must like occupying the ecosystem do we know if uh from all the the dragon lore out there right are there lots of different kinds of dragon wings or is there one generic sort of kind because i'm i've got one in my mind which looks a bit sort of vampire batty but like yeah. it's not like that's the, maybe that's the most common isn't it that like like a hippogriff has full-on like sort of eagle wings so, so i'll get we'll get i'll, I'll gonna take a detour just briefly so um on the subject <laughs> a of... detour <laughs> eagle wings um so basically i for this video that i did i i specified looking at those high speed hunters and like eagles and stuff like that and um what you can what you can do is like plot their wing area versus how massive they are so in other words how big the animal is this is how big its wings need to be in order for it to fly um and you can actually i'm gonna get a... i'm gonna jump in i'm sorry no but no i so if you were to go the other way and say actually take the dragon's closest analog living analog right yeah you might go the other way and say actually it's a komodo dragon right same sort of it's name dragon. big lizards right yep. they don't but they are not they're, uh, wings. they're not hunters in that they're not apex predator hunters right they're basically ambush predators and then they also just sort of like they just wait for their prey to die after they've poisoned it and then they What's just it? sort of carve it all up dragons yeah, right? aren't real but I'm saying, I'm saying, they if you are. were thinking about the dragon which f fucking bombs out and takes a cow, cows aren't going to move very fast. It seems to hold more in common with the the cow hunting Komodo dragon, which would basically just sort of flap around like an albatross, waiting until it saw something which looked a bit sort of peaky, and then just land next to it and hobble over to it and just take a, a chunk but you, out of it. But you just said that Komodo dragons aren't like dragons. Wait, no, no, I said the opposite <laughs> of that. Wait, what no, did I say? Like, how would you be an ambush predator from the sky? Well, that's what some people think. You hide the cloud. Well, like a kestrel. Because yeah. the yeah. thing to remember but about that's flying... still a high-speed high speed hunter, right? Isn't it? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not waiting for... But if you're an albatross, you still get fish out of the water, right? You just hang around in the sky for so long that you eventually sort of see something which is easy to catch. You're yeah. not a high-speed hunter. But... 
like from an energy perspective, um, you have to remember that flight is incredibly energetically expensive. Like you have to get so many calories into your body in order to 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 move yourself via the mechanism of flight. If you're a, occupying the ecological niche where you are just gonna, you know, ambush cows and stuff like that, you're probably not gonna need the wings in order to do that. You'll that that role will be more efficiently filled by a creature that is like a Komodo dragon and just like slithers. Like you know, you land next to it and it's like, hey mate, how's it going? You know, this is my fiftieth cow of the day. And it's, I've got, I can run away. just like slithering around in my belly, like I'm, I'm one a week. <laughs> Much less stressful. Okay, I see. So, so, all right, okay. Like, let me let me divert back to this this slight tangent that I was going on. So, so birds, because basically the, the two forms of, of flight, right? You've got birds and you've got bats. Bats are definitely the closer analog to dragons. The birds, however, you can do this interesting calculation where you have this graph of how heavy the the, the bird is and how big the wings are, and based on a um, an average wing aspect ratio, you can calculate for a given mass of bird how big the wings would need to be so i for example if i was a hawk man like brian blessed in um <laughs> flash gordon i i weigh approximately 84 kilos which means brian that my wings... weighs way more than 84 kilos <laughs> yeah. my wingspan would need to be approximately six meters Wow. For you to be a hawk. Yeah, for me to be able to fly like a hawk and ignoring all the musculature stuff, that's how big the wings would need to be. Can you imagine, like, living in a place where Brian Blessed would occasionally drop from the sky to devour the, the energy he needed to live? Look up below! But what I, where I was going with this was, if you're a large... Um, in mythical creature, you probably uh, my my approximate reference here is you probably weigh about the same as a horse, which is approximately one ton. <laughs> like what? Very a ton? Does a Sorry? horse weigh a ton? A horse doesn't weigh a ton. How much does a horse weigh? Public, does a An horse elephant weigh a weighs a ton. Horse weight. <laughs> There's no way. Okay, ton. Okay, right, question so, mark. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So for, for a horse, that's three hundred kilos. So it's let's not a ton. Can, yeah. Let me plug that into my spreadsheet. <laughs> So a still three, not a ton. What, horse, what kind of average horse? A three hundred kilogram animal would need a wingspan of eleven meters in order to get it okay. off the ground. Oh god! And oh no! Right, this is your Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's approximately Quetzalcoatlus. If you were, let's say, you were a dragon. Let's say you weigh ten tons and you were trying to fly like but an eagle. They might be really but light. Who yeah, says you would weigh be... 10 tons? I feel like any bones. flying thing would be light, right? Yeah. Well, if you were a 10-ton dragon and you wanted to fly like an eagle, you would have a wingspan of 62 meters. That's quite a lot. I is big. But this is <laughs> where now I'll, I'll divert back to my point about bats, and this is I'll, I'll try and wrap things up here rather than go on forever. Um, so like so the, the like if you look at wings in the natural world, <laughs> birds' wings don't look like don't look like dragon's wings because they're totally different like it's the a bird's wing is its arm <laughs> dragons aren't real because <laughs> dragons aren't real because birds, birds wings are arms with feather with quills stuck into them that, that are the feathers like oh. that's the a bird's is uh, is an arm with feathers a bat is a hand with skin between the fingers so bat, the, the 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 latin for bat species is chiroptera <laughs> which literally means hand wing um and so so you can look at these huge species of bats does anyone happen to know what the largest um it, bat the species bat? is there's a Some, species of a flying fruit fox bat. yeah, yeah. It's something flying fox an andean uh, flying fox wait because oh. it's the and a uh, golden capped fruit bat i believe i think <gasps> it's got it's known by a couple of 
different names. Um, and if I get the reference here, da, 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 I did have the figure up for While it. While Simon finds this, podcast listeners, you've been missing out on some fantastic mime that we've been doing throughout I've been this trying to ignore flapping. <laughs> we've been doing we've been doing quick flapping we've been doing slow flapping we've been doing hand flapping and uh, that's why you should come join us on twitch <laughs> so it, the the gold the giant golden crown flying fox also known as the golden cat fruit bat um is a mega bat that is the technical term mega um, nice and wingspan of um uh, wingspan is approximately 1.5 meters so okay, nice. it's a bat. Nice. jesus christ wow whoa yeah. they're, they're they're bog big boys and they weigh about 1.4 kilograms Ooh. what <gasps> tiny oh so sweet i want to hug one it's uh, like being attacked by a bed sheet I mean, if you Google, <laughs> if you Google golden crowned flying fox, they, I, I think they're they're very pretty. They look like foxes with giant Ooh. wings, basically. Um, but oh, that's that's a penis. Just, that's one of the top pictures that comes up. Um, In your phone, or <laughs> I'm not going to search it. So... I searched that. Not... It's golden crowned flying fox. It's like oh, the male uh, males of the species. There's that's. There's a meat and two veg just sort of flopping down from the top when they're hanging upside down. Oh, really? It's... Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was a bat penis you saw. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't make that clear to me. That's unclear. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, no, I'm seeing full frontal of these and I see no penis at all. Um, hang on. Tell you what. Yeah. I will... Send me the link. I'll pop it in our WhatsApp. Look at bat penis for fuck's sake. Oh, there it is. I did some Hardy's filming. So cute with a similar species which is the livingston fruit bat there's another species of mega bat and um yeah that's they're, they're, they're really it's like really a little there. mini bat <laughs> oh god it doesn't look like a mini bat it's like it? a little mini bat <laughs> it was difficult to frame the shots so that the penis was not just like very obviously you know front and center um but so that, that, that's like the kind of the closest analog biologically to to what we think of as bat wings. But there was an interesting paper that came out and this was, bah, 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 bah. this was Norberg and Norberg in 2011. And what this paper basically did was look at how um, the body mass of a, of a bat correlates with the loading on its wings. So how much weight it can support when it flaps its wings. But also as the body mass increases, physiologically how quickly can it beat its wings because the larger it gets mechanically it's oh, yeah. the, the wings before slower. snapping its own bones and oh yeah you just can't move them fast enough basically um and there are these two curves on this line uh, sorry sorry two lines on this graph of um how big the bat gets and uh, you know the, the loading and how how frequently the wings can beat and they intersect and they intersect at a body mass of approximately two kilograms. Beyond that point, bats, if they were to exist at a larger weight, their wings could support their weight, but they couldn't beat their wings fast enough in order to fly. So that means that two kilograms is like the theoretical maximum for how big something could be and fly like a bat. Yeah, but I guess they could run and like jump off a cliff and then just glide. <laughs> That's the thing. Look at albatross. Like, can you imagine, like, which all is these what? dragons really chunky just little hanging bat, like, out at boom, the top boom, of this boom. cliff? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one of the reasons I believe why paleontologists think that larger pterosaur species had to do that 
in order mm. to to fly because it's again similar biological oh. sort of you know system interesting um <clears throat> but what that means is the golden crested uh golden crowned flying flocks even is almost exactly that mass so bats yeah. are about as big as they can possibly get that's nice to know they're, they're optimized, kind of, you know. But it does mean that if you know we're saying that wyverns are expected to fly and have very similar wings to mm. giant bats, they can't be bigger than bats. Um, otherwise, well, you'd have to change something about how quickly yeah. they can beat their wings. Mm. So you're just saying we can't have wyverns in our game? Wyverns make more sense than dragons, but okay, um, so they have to be tiny. They would have to be very small, very cute, like kind of the season one or two dragons in Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> cute. Breathing fire. <laughs> Methane sacks. Methane sacks. How dare you? This but, is um, not, you have not answered the question, Simon. How are we making it work? Just giant, well, giant wings. Well, no, no, we don't have to because we so don't know far, about those dragons. Yeah, we've yeah, had a mention true. in the campaign that there are beings, like huge, distant alien beings yeah. we don't even know. But they're very really small. Known as dragons, maybe and they maybe are. They're, no maybe idea. they're mechanical. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not a, a biological being. Maybe they're mechanical. Or everyone thought they were really far away, and actually, <laughs> they were much closer than they really thought. Close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that! But look at that dragon up in the like top of the atmosphere, and it's just like flying over the rooftops. Have we? Oh have God, it's we moving so fast. Have Have we considered? So we did get a question of whether dragons are scavengers or not. Or partially scavengers so like are, do they just are the wings just for show are they just like Vestigial. lumbering around like a komodo oh, yeah. dragon just being like oh a dead cow i'll eat that yeah or I mean, they flap them to kind of intimidate people it's like a sexual display yeah. maybe. like a sexual um, intimidating sexual display <laughs> yes that's the thing. Oof, of i have a really cool dinosaur fact that i can't tell you because i'm under uh, I'm under no! embargo, embargo and I will talk to you fact. about it. I will talk to you about it when oh, I can. Dino uh, secrets. Okay, okay dino well, wait. Secrets. Don't don't forget to tell us the dinosaur. The, the dinosaur I might forget because again, like you know, the, I, I'm not aware of. I'm pretty sure bat species are either insectivorous, they're small, or they're um, fructivorous. Yeah, fructivorous. But the, when they're big, they just literally just fucking crash into the tree and you know it's just like hey (laughs) (laughs) chomping down on stuff but like when there are cute i I filmed these livingston fruits bats they're about the same size and they are amazingly graceful when they want to be but they they were in this giant it's very cool this was at durrell on jersey and they had this huge enclosure that was like a big polytunnel so they had lots of space to be able to fly down and it was really graceful when you could see them fly down the length of this tunnel but when they wanted to land they would just kind of like just go spread eagle and splat <laughs> if they do they just go like the ah! <laughs> they're really good at turning though bats in midair aren't they they're really good when they're about to land they can do a really cool little like woof and they're more maneuverable oh, oh, to get their legs up species. to get their legs in the right place yeah. Yeah. Boom. yeah there was also a paper um, I, d- I don't have a reference to hand that was based but said that in terms of non-gravity assisted flight so falcons and stuff don't count bats actually are faster the fastest speed recorded of a flying animal is actually a bat yeah. rather than a bird oh. oh. suck it peregrine falcon but that may have been Such i think there was some drama with that because it was like the the the, the, the bat method the bird. bat lobby yeah. Yeah, big bat. Big, big, big bat. bat. Which as it turns out isn't that big. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I mean still, if one of these things landed on, you'd know about it. It's like a five yeah. foot wingspan, two kilograms. Would you just bat. it would just feel like a heavy leaf had fallen on you and then you'd look over, you'd ah! You know how in D D you have the rug of smothering? 
that could just be that could just be a giant bat well the the grim thing that i was told when i was filming with these things was bear in mind these bats have like a four or five foot wingspan they fly almost completely silently and then they were like by the way don't let them get close to you because um like i think we think a bunch of them was it herpes they had Oh. Was it r- rabies? They had rabies, and so it was just like don't, the don't let them get. Experimental bats in the in. No, it was it was something in... just like it was a thing that apparently happens in captivity with bats. Like they they, they just rabies would around. be a very bad thing to be even on Jersey. I feel yeah. I feel that would be bad. Is there rabies sure, on Jersey? Little mini bats, wasn't it? It's all like uh, bat diseases. Don't, don't, nobody go near bats or get bitten by bats. But they're adorable. They're They're, they're little faces, and they're essential to the ecosystem. They do a great job pollinating stuff that Mm. insects don't want to pollinate, and they're just smashing it. So, and if you ask me, it says bates. Uh, I just realized that someone said bats yeah. in the chat and I was like, bats. no, I've got an E in my name. And I was like, oh no, wait. Right. So there we go. Bats are friends. Wyverns, not, not dragons, as long as they are like quite small. Don't catch rabies. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's take a little break and then come back for the first installment for like three weeks it's gonna be amazing there's a lot that's gonna happen right we'll be back in a couple of minutes don't go anywhere or do i'm not a cop we'll see you on the other side hi everyone um welcome back hi welcome back (laughs) back. we know what we're doing here we are very professional and we have come to deliver unto you the professional uh, that is the dragon's part uh, of tonight's episode. Um, so it is time, I think, to introduce our characters. I believe is that what happens now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Like, cool, great. Um, I shall, I shall begin. Um, so I am, I am playing Tenebris. Um, Tenebris is, in D and D terms, a uh, drow sorcerer. Uh, which uh, I love because in sci-fi terms, um, she has uh, evolved to live in uh, underground, uh, far from the sun, and has sort of mysterious inherent powers that well, I'm not quite sure where they came from, but they're weird, weird floating, tiny microscopic creatures everywhere. That, that, oh, have something to do with it. It's great. And I'm very excited it's about it. <laughs> um, and Tenebris uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Simon. Uh, hello, uh, I play Uriel. Uriel uses he, they pronouns and is a dwarf monk. May not look it, but says that's in our reskin. Uh, Uriel is a cybernetically enhanced human who is uh, longing to join the purity of the blessed machine and is not doing very well at that. 1d4 damage from his arm at the moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on improving that. Uh, uh, that leaves her a far superior being of Emily Bates and her character. Indeed. Uh, I play Infinite Sky 6000, who is a robot, a robot, um, and robot. Uh, in D&D terms, she's a wood elf druid, but uh, in our yeah. terms, who would know? But in our terms, uh, she is a terraforming uh, druid droid thing. Um, and she's just found out that she's like 1600 years old. So you look great. Uh, thank you. Um, and yeah. yeah, she's had a bit of a bit of a bombshell that she's maybe been on this planet for like 
over a thousand years and doesn't remember any of it. What have you so. achieved in that time? <laughs> maybe made the whole world. We don't know. <laughs> don't remember any of it. Okay, so, okay that's uh, true. Yeah. Maybe lots. Okay, yeah, fine. maybe lots, maybe none. My dad, my dad did that once when we went back to <laughs> a pub. On the whole planet. <laughs> no, my, 16th century. We went back to a pub that he used to go to when he was like my age now. And he was sat there and he was like, I, 30 years ago I was here. What have I accomplished? And then like my mum <laughs> leant in and was like, your son. <laughs> like... Like, thanks, Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, we have the real creator of the world, Ali Jennings. The fate weaver himself. Hi, my name is Ali Jennings. I'm the DM, but you may call me Fate Weaver. Fate Weaver. Uh, I, yes, yes. We'll, we've all come up with this world together, but I've come up with a lot of it. A lot of it. 99.9999. Mostly me. I'm very excited because. Um, we've oh we've come a long way and everything's about to kick off in earnest. But there's you keep one saying that. <laughs> major Who thing. Who is earnest? <laughs> kick right off in him. And but there's one major thing we've got to do. We've got to. Well, I will tell you after this intro. So, where were we? Our party, our three misfits, are looking to try and get off-world uh, to investigate maybe their past and look towards building a new kind of future for themselves. But, to pay for their trip in the currently difficult situation that the planet of Braxigantu finds itself in, they have taken a job with a certain Obadiah Hogg, who is chief of security for Delphine Lebrun, a powerful mover and shaker in the town of Lansdowne Port, where you find yourselves. You have to be at the Lebrun compound in Newtown by midnight of sixth day. And we left you in the afternoon of fourth day uh, at the scav market. No, it's not the afternoon fourth day, it's the morning of fifth day, sorry. We left you at the scav market where you had been searching for different items to try and aid you maybe, or maybe even just to try and power you up in some way. Um, and you hadn't really done especially well, I'll be perfectly honest with you. We uh, tried. <laughs> yeah. You I found, yeah, there's no enough. judgment here. Like, you found some my... stuff. I met my charisma match, like every other time, like Denebris just comes along and is like, hi, please can I, you know, know do a thing, have your drink or whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, sure, you're lovely. And then I, I met someone who I'm a little bit in love with and they were just like, well, you go get out. Leave. <laughs> have this first aid kit, I guess. <laughs> you learned some important lessons about yourself. <laughs> you grew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and infinity we left off with you on the deck of this sort of abandoned uh well it's not abandoned anymore but this uh, scuttled grounded tanker uh, and on the command deck had been refitted uh, to be a kind of workshop where uh, mechanics and um, people with knowledge far beyond uh, anything that you would know now are refitting androids and fixing them and helping them and you have gone there to try and find out about your past 
about why you can't remember certain things and why you're feeling emotions. And you were tended to by a small man in a waistcoat with a bulbous nose and uh, a strident accent. And he revealed to you after inspecting you that you are indeed thousands of years old much much older than you could ever have expected and that your company your very reason for living had long since dissolved in the mists of human history however he did manage to help you he sold to you a drive on which was the modern druidic language that you had so far fruitlessly uh, been unable to communicate with. You paid for that with some help from your friends when they finally caught up with you and downloaded it. And here you are stood uh, in the, the midday sun with the uh, uh, birds moving around you. What would you like to do? She will try and tap into this new language and reach out to a satellite. We'll you reach out again with this new language. You feel it. You try and access this new skill, but it's patchy. It's difficult. You understand that the knowledge is there, but your ability is hampered somewhat. You listen out into the void, and still you hear And then a voice, just a shadow of voice. Come, come, old one. I can hear you. Where are you? You just get static back. Right. Infinity, can you mm. talk to the satellites now? Um, I, yes, I, I, I think so. Great! Mm -hmm. How are they? What? How are they doing? What's oh, they just they fall out uh, of the sky they just or they asked okay? me to come find them. So. Really? That's so cool. Yeah. Are they like your friends? Like, are they like gonna be new friends now? I don't think they're my friends. No, okay, you have friends anyway, so that's cool, because I was gonna say, right. like, it would be weird if you got new friends when you just got these friends, like us, obviously, like us. Like, why would you need more friends? You wouldn't. You have us. Yes. Got you two. Yeah. All right. With do we all meet up again? Sorry, I thought that we were... You are yeah, all we... together at this point, yeah. Right. Sure, okay. <laughs> and with that, you all leave uh, the scav market. And you spend... Oh, I was about to buy some more things. Can we come back later? Yes, yes. well, I was kind of you get... For, for a long-range weapon of some kind. Oh, you're a monk! <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they fall away. <laughs> Shall we buy you... things now? Or I'll come back. Later. We should come back later. Yeah. You spend the next two days resting up 
in this stilted city of Lansdowne Port and preparing yourself for your mission with Obadiah Hogg. And that entails coming back often to the scav market and scouring it for better deals. And having been back and forth a little while, you find healing potions at a more reasonable price. And between you, you all manage to find oh, oh. a healing potion each. Um, and that, lesser? How much? Uh, that costs you 75 each, so. Can someone uh, pay two, two, for five. infinity? Gold, I'll pay for um, I think infinity probably goes along, but doesn't really say much, talk much, do oh, much. She probably just stands and stares at a lot of out at the sea a lot and up at the sky a lot. I can only afford one one healing potion at 75. By the way, we're supposed uh, to be buying healing potions. Yes. Do you have enough? Uh, I've only got um, ninety odd gold. I need to sell yeah. the sapphire that I've been holding back. You've got that other card, though, right? Oh, yeah, true. There is another card, and I don't know what's on that second card. Well, you tap through the money that you have, and then uh, you chance it with this second card, and tap it, and it does contain enough for that third healing potion. So is that, uh, sorry, what, what kind of healing potion is it in D&D &D These are all uh, standard healing potions. I can't remember. Just regular, regular, regular yeah. healing potion. Okay. Um, which, let me just double check on that. That is. And we're all taking one each, yeah. Everyone's going right. to hold their own one. These are my nanites. There are many others like them. No, but so that... uh, I'm just asking you two, are you both, are we all going to take one or are we going to oh, give yeah, two yeah. to me or like what we, yeah. That will be 2d4 plus 2 yeah. healing whenever you take that. And obviously you receive it in that um, sort of gun, injector gun, um, with the, the little uh, tube, glass tube at the back in which you can see the grey powdered nanites just sort of sitting and swaying back and forth like sand before they're injected into you and actually take on their healing properties. Over the fifth and sixth day, you feel the excitement start to build in the city. You start seeing decorations for the festival of the Jour des Sorciers appear around the town. Over the streets you can see hung huge flamboyant heads of various what looks like fey deities and they're all kind of made from like bits of garbage and sort of papier-mâché paste and foam structuring um, all sort of stuck together in a ramshackle way but with very defined clear features sort of glittering eyes and multicoloured hair sort of bursting out from the top of their heads the and face. they sorry and they sway slightly in the sea breeze that comes in from across shore um, there's gangs of cybernetically enhanced halfling builders who are constructing these great walking platforms um, that are balanced on these kind of spindly legs um, walking well they're not walking yet but they're stood still over the roads so like three stories high with these platforms on the top and you can see that these halflings working out dang, 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 boom, dang, 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 as bits fall off and shouting and calling to each other and the sound of music and laughter is becoming constant. There's like rangy swamp 
dwellers trickling into the city, bringing their own kind of different form of blues music, some sort of strange swamp creature instruments that they've got. One of them you can see is actually playing an actual creature, which it's just punching in various different parts of it and making strange like... Like a bagpipe. Noises. Yeah, like a living bagpipe with teeth. Like under the sea from the little mermaid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that whole orchestra. And as this is happening, uh, you're seeing that the rich and the more boisterous residents of Lansdowne Port are coming down out of Newtown to join the hoi polloi in this kind of dancing and merriment. And yeah is rich with spice and perfume and the senses of everybody gearing up for some huge release. I know exactly what you're googling, Simon. (laughs) What's Simon googling? It's from Greek. I didn't know where it was from. Hoi polloi. Hoi polloi literally means the many in in ancient Greek. I saw his face go, ooh. So, as you build up towards your rendezvous with Obadiah, is there anything you would all like to do in your last two days? Infinity will do very little other than sit and stand and stare at sky and sea and oh, not a lot. <laughs> oh, that meme of Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and all That's of your friends cool. died 1500 years ago and you're just <laughs> staring off. Yeah. is just gonna do that thing where she's just gonna like come up next to you and just like look out like, See what you're looking at. What is it? Um, I just like the sea. Oh. Yeah, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of big, huh? Yes. Space is bigger, though. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. What? (laughs) Just there's so many things out there, isn't there? Really. Where? Everywhere? Yes. I I think there are a lot of things, yeah. I would have thought so. For systems. Yeah. Denebris, um, I think I'm really old. Oh no. Is Uriel here? I feel like I should talk to both of you about this. No, I think Uriel would 100% avoid this conversation. (laughs) You don't know the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a, a casual conversation with no clear objective. <laughs> I'm gonna see Uriel just like somewhere nearby and be like, Uriel is 100% disassembling oh, his wait, arm. Wait, no, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna component by component. I'm gonna come over to Uriel. Uriel, I think it might be in like Infinity's birthday or something. She wants to tell us about it. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just leave the rest of the arm. I've got a stump on one hand, like one side. You don't need that. Oh, no, it's not going to go. I assume that we've rented a room. We're by the sea. We're literally by the sea. Where are you? What is happening here? Where are we? I was outside <laughs> looking at the ocean. The theater of the mind is failing us badly. Got a balcony. <laughs> Got a balcony. Okay, I'm on the balcony. I'm on balcony. the balcony of the room. He's going to come clumping out with one half of his arm missing. Since the room absolutely did not have a balcony, you basically <laughs> smashed through <laughs> one of the walls. No, we haven't done that. We haven't done that. And you are looking out of this broken, and no one's even noticed. You know, everybody's yeah. so hyped up and full of energy that they're just actually. You can see a couple of people just waving at you from down below, like, "Oh, I love what you've done with the place." 
Okay, so, okay, you're ill. Okay, Infinity, how old are you today? Oh, um, well, I oh, I didn't work it out exactly, and I, Emily really wishes she had. Um, okay, pause I'm, and work it out, because it'll no, be a good line. Uh, aren't you 78? You are 1,600 years old. Exactly. Uh, wasn't it oh, it is exactly. It is exactly. No, it is exactly. It's exactly. Amazing. Um, Depending I'm, on the month. Yeah. yeah. You said she was made in 9907, and it's currently 11506. Oh, Ali. Uh, uh, Important. Hang on. Hold up. Things I've done it a different no. way. I've done it added up. So I've added up from how long I travelled for, how long I was on the planet, and how long it's been since it was colonised. Just go with what Ali says. And yeah. Ignore Simon's. Point. I have it as yeah. sixteen hundred. We okay, can right. work it out exactly later. That, that's okay. fine. Um, well, I think I'm, I'm sixteen hundred years old. Uh, she starts singing and looking at you. No, no, I don't. Well, maybe it's just, no, it's not. It's not my. I don't have a birthday, really. I guess I have an activation yeah, it, date. But... There must be a floating point error or something there, because you're you're definitely like not over a thousand years I, old. I think I am, Uriel. The place has been. This planet has been habited for inhabited <laughs> inhabited. For 278 years, and I was sent to terraform it thousands of years ago. I found out the year. I'm 1600 years old, and I don't remember over a thousand years of that. That seems like really quite old. Like, I don't really know many androids, but that seems like, oh my gosh, super old. Like, oh. older than like you know, your gr my great-great-grandparent. That's right. older than, like, you know, most ships. And, you know, yes, you're in much better condition. Thank you. Um, it's... You mentioned the androids, other androids. I assumed eventually I would find another Infinite Sky 6000 here. Yeah. We could dream. Well, they're all gone. What? They said, the person I t talked to, Terracor, it's gone. The people who created me are gone. The people who were created alongside me are gone. Wait, uh, hang on, wait, it's 1600 years ago. So she, yeah, sure, those people are going to be dead. But like, you know, something's got to happen to Terracor. Like, you know, the company's got to be somewhere. They dissolved it. Did they dissolve all your friends? They'll have been terminated. Why didn't they dissolve you? Maybe they tried to. <gasps> Maybe they broke your brain with the acid. Right. I was I was going to find them and I was going to show the other <laughs> androids what this is like. I thought I could help them. And, but they're all gone. They're all supposed to be gone. You're supposed to. I'm be supposed. Gone too. No, you're not here by mistake. Like, there's no way that. You know, you you have just as much a reason to be here as we do. I don't think that's true. Maybe some of the others um, escaped the acid as well, and and they're. Somewhere, and then you can no, find them. I don't think they literally dissolved them. I meant dissolved in a business sense of the word. Oh. 
isn't oh, it? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I've not been clear. Um, do you dissolve in acid? I do think I would dissolve in acid. Yes. Robots, though, like I just, I well, maybe they did dissolve them. I don't know. Maybe that is. I, hmm. <laughs> I have yes heard that word used before. Um, but if they're gone, I don't. What am I meant to do if I don't have TerraCorp? You, you don't need them anyway because you know, like we were saying, like, hey, you have new friends now. You don't like always need your old friends. Like, I left like all of my my family behind, and I was like, oh, I'll still go into the world and make make new friends. Do you not miss them? I miss I miss my mom and dad, yeah. But I'll go back and visit them sometime. Well, I if... miss people who I never, at the time, cared about because I physically couldn't. Huh. Well, y you were created as a tool, weren't you? Yes. Really. So, well, you know, when you finish a project with a tool, you don't just dissolve the tool in acid. You use it for another project. When infinite skies arrive at a planet, we're all sent to different coordinates. We land. We terraform the location we're placed in. And then we're shut down. You want, do you want to be shut down? I was shut down. Oh. Well, it seems like you fulfilled the life cycle of you as a tool. And now you can work on another project. But what project? You, you don't you like this right infinity you like that now you you have like feelings and friends like you don't hate it right it's just it's painful right now it hurts oh yeah okay i yeah, guess you're not very used to that are you no i don't like it right. well, they're I all think... gone they're my family I'll we never see them. I'll never get to talk to them. We don't know that they're all gone. Have you had any kind of indication? Have you been able to, you know, any trace, any components left of another android? You've seen everything I've seen. Well, we've not looked everywhere. Maybe your new project, your new purpose, can be looking for other infinities who weren't dissolved. Maybe it can, maybe you'll find them, maybe you won't. I think the thing is that maybe you haven't had practice is that sometimes bad things happen and you feel really bad about it. And that's kind of normal. And that doesn't mean it's not bad or, or that you have to immediately try and fix it or anything. Sometimes you just have to realize that this feeling that you're having is like that's how it is and that's how it will be and you maybe will always be sad about this but I, there are other things the whole world is not just sadness and it or it won't be after a while you know that's what happens with you know like human people you feel really sad but then gradually other things you feel as well <laughs> I think okay. infinity just sort of looks out over the people setting up for the festival. They seem happy, don't they? Now? I think they probably feel lots of things, Infinity. There are so many things and feelings that you can have all of the I same I don't know time. what they are. But 
No, I know. It's okay. You, you'll find out. You, you. I'm just saying that this isn't all that there is forever. This is a feeling that you're feeling, and that's okay. But there will be others. Yes. I hope so. I know that doesn't help. Is there anything right now that that you would like? No, I'm I'm fine. Okay, you don't have to say you're fine because like you're fine means like nothing is wrong, which well, we I'm have sad, already established. Yeah, so sad. You're there's sad. nothing I can do. That's okay. That's okay. You can just be sad for a while and and look at the the sea and and think about the vastness of space. Right. If you like. Yes. Would, would you like um a hug? Oh yes, I've, I liked it when we do those. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're real. Come here, please. <coughs> Her screens have been like completely grey for like however long it's been, and I think you just start to see like little stars start to come <coughs> on. How, how long do we have to do this? A little while. Just feel the moment, you're real. Just okay. relax. I am here. Will you two go away? Right now? I mean, I, I've kind of got other things I could be doing. We're going to die eventually, and probably so are you. Yes. I'm sorry. Right. Circle of life. You all three hold each other, looking out as the sun starts to set on the sixth day. I really do need to put my arm back together, though. <laughs> it's quite weird seeing you without it, actually. I feel a little bit naked, I won't know. Okay, okay, put some arms on, Uriel. Okay, go on, go on, it's fine, that's fine, we're done. <laughs> Underneath the music from the streets, getting louder and louder, starts to drift back into your consciousness. Infinity, you stare, looking out at the thin line separates the sky and space from this world. All three of you. Uriel with your arm back together again. Leaving. You leave, leave your room at the horn, push your way past uh, through the bar, which is already full and bustling with people shouting, talking, wave goodbye to your friend the barman. And Did we put the wardrobe in front of the hole in the wall? Wait, is this it? Is it midnight? Are we going? It is approaching. Oh, it is crap. approaching that time. Okay, is very quickly. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. We keep jumping. But right, okay. So, I have already. But in the in these two days, I have made some purchases that I will reveal in a moment. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Excellent. Infinity, Uriel. Okay, before we go on this job, because I don't know how quickly we might get the money and then buy tickets to space. Um, shall we go say bye to Tobias and Constance and oh, Kate the Flatwaters, Chandra, them? Yes, we can do. Because I don't know when they're leaving, and I don't know when we're leaving. Maybe they left already. Quick, okay, let's go. Quick, okay. With that, you all three veer off. You were heading uptown. You head back towards the docks, and you push through the crowds of people, the sailors coming in. And um, you see the large tankers mooring themselves up as though they've come especially for this 
great event. You see floats on the water, barges that are starting to be filled with colourful um, bits of decoration and sort of structures being built up and floating on the water itself. You see uh, people tuning up their instruments um, and talking and laughing together. Um, you see children dancing on the key themselves, uh, the keys itself, and you see the merchants plying their trade. You walk up um, the stubby pontoon that you uh, arrived in Lansdowne Port on, and you see the boat of the flat waters, the long, thin canal boat, uh, moored where you had left it. Uh, and on the deck itself, you see uh, Tobias Flatwater, uh, short. Um, dressed in uh, the same coat uh, that they, you had seen him before, welding with glasses on the top of his, uh, resting on the top of his head, uh, scrubbing away at um, the deck of the boat uh, and humming a little ditty to himself. I will say that Infinity and Uriel, you may or may not notice um, that Tenebris has has purchased and put on to her face Love it. eyeliner just badly just sort of <laughs> there's just some sort of attempt at recreating what constance did my past perception is very high uh Tenebris, you've got something on your face no, no wait is it look bad is it <laughs> oh i just smudged? i haven't seen it there before so no, but is it like smudged or does uh... it look right um, it, it, no, it's nice. Can I just help? I'm just gonna like clean it a little and like just neaten a line. This is, this with... is strong. You've got dirt on your nose. Yeah, <laughs> energy. Um, okay, that's good now, right? It looks lovely. Okay, cool. It looks cool. like um, weirdly, it looks like Constance, who we're going to see. Does it? Oh, that's that's yes. weird. You, it's funny that that you would do that with the day we go to see her. Wow, that's what a coincidence! Right, that's what I thought. This is just the thing I do now. I'm, I, this oh, is, this yeah. is like what I do now. This is how I look now. So, yeah. Hi, Tobias. Hi, Tobias. Oh, oh, man. Lord, look who it is. We came oh, back. I'm so glad to see y'all. How's Lansdowne Port been treating you? Oh. That I went nice on the internet food. and found out I'm 1600 years old. And that, yeah. Yeah, that good. that is a lot. That's that's so so a productive visit then I see. Knowledgeable. Yeah, we got a job. Yes. Oh, yeah. You did. Oh, well, better not tell me the particulars. I'm sure it's a high-paying one. Y'all seem mighty competent. I had to shoot someone to get it. Uh, you you didn't, he didn't actually you... have to shoot someone. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Uh, you see, he's sort of fiddling a little bit with his mopping cloth now. So he's sort of wringing it between his hands. Uh, is there a... Can I... Were you looking for someone? You. Oh. <laughs> Not I was shoot. Looking... <laughs> oh, good. Oh. I was more looking for Constance, actually. Not you, sorry. Yuckle oh. To, to shoot? No, we told Yoriel he's not supposed to shoot any more people. So yes, probably he won't. knows. Oh, that that is good to hear. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm sure I, I will get her presently. Uh, Constance, Constance, she's just coming. You, uh, and he gives you a look, Yoriel. <laughs> look, that that very good. Uh, and then you hear. 
pitter pat, pitter pat, pitter pat, dunk, 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 dunk. What? What is it that I told you I was not to be just <gasps> You, you came back. <gasps> and she jumps off the side of the boat and towards you and Tenebris, she wraps your legs in this big hug. You look so, <gasps> oh my, you're so elegant. <laughs> do, I look, do I look cool? You, you are, you're my hero. I, I, I'm so glad. And then she, you can see that she's looking um, at your, at your wrists. And on it, she sees the friendship bracelet, which you nice. are wearing in real life. <laughs> Uh, and she looks down at your wrist and sees the friendship bracelet and then clasps her hand round it and clasps your hand in her other hand and says, I knew it. I knew we'd be bonded. You can't see me. Are you looking forward to the festival? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But we have very important top secret work to do that is going to pay us so much gold. And then we're going to... Mm, I can't tell you, but it's gonna be super cool. I bet it is. You guys are so cool. Hey, hey, listen, listen. She beckons you down, whispers. Hey, if you're around in the festival, maybe we could, maybe we could meet up. You think so? When is the festival? We're, we're not gonna make it to the festival. Are we? Said. Are we? In, we in asked Obadiah and he said. Can we go to the festival? Tenebris, they said we wouldn't make it to the festival. Because they're leaving before that? We've got to be with the job. Oh, that's at the same time. I think so. But it's possible that the job might go through the festival. Yeah. We won't be able to meet you? up. With... Okay, but if, like, something happens, like, we finish early or something, I yeah, I'll I'll look for you just in case. But maybe You see her face fall. Uh, you... You can tell that maybe she might have had to deal with rejection before and that this is not uncommon. Oh, oh okay. Well, it was nice to see you. But we can see after that. Like, just not for the festival specifically, although we might be going away, I guess, also. But maybe not. I don't... Oh. That would be so nice. I would really I will like be here. to see you and... and you know, maybe, maybe if we can't see each other all the time, we can still be friends through like messaging and things. Oh, we'll be friends. We, long as you wear that, we join. Yeah, but I can't like. I want you know, like maybe. Maybe. Do you have... Maybe your brother. <gasps> can I send messages? Like, do you have a way where I could like send a message, like a? Kane might know. know. Yep, I, I'll ask Daddy. Daddy! And uh, Tobias looks over. Oh, uh, yeah, what, what is it, my sweet? Uh, Daddy, I want some sort of way that we can say send messages between each other. We're friends now. We want to make sure we keep contact, sharing all the kind of news information. Telling everything that we're doing in our lives. In letters. And with you know what? Boys. Maybe I might have, I might have some for that. Tobias goes downstairs and gets one of those slates that you have as well and says, Now I can just uh, intune this with uh, if y'all have something similar, perhaps. Who has our slate? Oh, we have two of those! Or three, even! Aren't they really important? For the job! 
But did we have one before the job? All of them for that. Oh, we did have one before the job. Yeah, exactly. We yes, we did. We had yeah. the one that we got from the guy in Val. So we do have a spare one. Ah, well, that is very lucky. Uh, and then he uh, <coughs> places them together, and you can see that he takes out a little sort of pad, starts tapping away on it, and you see a blue spiral lines of sort of holographic imagery rise up around two slates. And then there's a... These two have now, he hands one back to you, they've been linked uh, uh, together through the network. Y'all should be able to speak to each other whenever you like. Can I keep this um, slate, please, one? Uh, the slate you already have is no, now linked. Infinity and Uriel, can I keep this one? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> okay. Oh, that is so awesome. Nice. I'm going to send you so many letters. That's so... What? What? I'm Okay, that's not really how they work, is it? I can't remember how they work. You just have to speak into them and then they'll tell you things, right? Yeah, you just speak into it and, and I, I will respond. Okay, uh, I'm too going sweet. to do that. I'm going to do that. Um, Are you sure you're not going to be at the festival? Probably not. Sorry. Uh, Tobias leans over. Well, it doesn't matter, does it, darling? Because you ain't going neither. You know what your mama said. Pa, that ain't fair. You knows it. I, I'm old enough. I'm 13. It ain't happening, sweetie. I'm sorry. Pa, that ain't fair. Constance. And she kicks the side of the boat. What's your favourite bit of the festival? I don't know, I've never been! What are you looking forward to? But just everything. All everything. the flowers and the, and the people and the, all the decorations and where the, uh, all the phase and, you know, we get to meet all of the, all of the phase everywhere and then we've got to talk to them. It'll be, it'll be magical. Let me just check something. It would be. Heck, Pa! I will start. I think. Hang on, I'm just checking a spell. Are you about to propose we abduct this child and knock no. out the father? Oh, okay. No. I just want to. I, I want to basically just start like <laughs> druid crafting loads of like little flowers and things, <laughs> like um, all along like the side of her boat, just and like make it look really pretty and flowery, and be like, look, you see, you can have the flowers and. Well, I'm. I'm kind of like a fae. You can talk Are to you me. Really? I'm probably older than all of them. Wow. Oh my god. Have you met them? I I have, actually. <gasps> what, what were they like? Who did you meet? Did you... Well, um, I heard a story about. I want to say the lady. Is that right, Ali? Lady Ulandria. Was she one of the Fae? Yes, it was. That's who you were supposed to go and meet. Yeah. I wanted you to go meet Lady Ulandria. Yeah. And when I saw her, well, when I saw her guard, they were all dressed as sea nymphs and they could do magic and there was water swirling around them and sparkles. And oh they wanted God. me to. They wanted me to go meet her, but you know what? I couldn't, because I had to stay with my friends. Wow, you must have been really annoyed. You couldn't go see her. You know what? Being with friends and family is more important. Hmm. hmm. 
she sort of side eyes <laughs> Tobias. Even Tobias. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you promised me that if you get the chance, we can. You, maybe you can come and you know you can call me and we can meet up. Don't, you, you ain't going anywhere near that, darling. That's enough of that. Ah. Well, you come see us afterwards, okay? Maybe after, if there's time, I'll see. If not, I'll message you. It's unlikely. We'll right. try. We got to go now, because we got to go to our super, super top secret and important job. But I wanted to give you a thing, what what I got for you. Um, I got it at the market, and uh, I bought it. Um, so I didn't make it, so like I guess it's not as, as cool as, as like my one. But this is like a necklace, and um, this here. Um, is like a mushroom on the end um, because like it, it really looks like some cool mushrooms that like remind me of where I'm from and uh, I just <coughs> like not okay so anyway that I just in case you um, there you go she reaches up takes it out of your hand it, sort of... it's very kind of like cheap and clunky <laughs> like it's not like a delicate chain with a little mushroom it's like a big sort of like leather strap statement with a chunky yeah statement jewelry she Thank looks at it. I think Prue Leaf would wear. She's obviously she's smiling, but she looks a little bit as though she's trying to figure something out. I got it. I know exactly what it'll go with. Thank you so much. It'll go with things. Cool, cool. <laughs> just before we leave, can I just ask Tobias? But uh, is um is Kane been been all right? Oh, Kane. Oh well, you know how he is. He's just uh, working away at his projects. You're just getting his head down and kind of being emotionally, you know, like, detached. Ah, oh, too right. He'd never want to really, uh, uh, yeah, display emotion. It's true, but uh, recently he has been uh, less, less uh, vociferous, for sure. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, well, uh, you know, if he ever gets a chance to come up to Jamar in Spain, uh, you, you know, let him know. Just, just ask for uh, ask for Uriel at the Brotherhood, and uh, you know, I'm sure we can. I can find some people to teach him a few things. Uriel at the Brotherhood. You see him. He kind of just says it, fires his eyes. But Uriel at the Brotherhood. Okay, oh, very, very well. Excellent. And uh, is that care of anybody, or just, just that'll get to you? Oh, that, that'll get to me. Um, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for conveying us here, and um, good, good luck. Thank you, and good luck to your fine selves as well. Don't shoot anyone, I wouldn't shoot. <laughs> uh, but seriously, don't. Who would you shoot? Uh, I, I have to go now, if you'll excuse me. Uh, but no one, I think, is the, this is the implication of that. Just goes down the stairs into the boat, looks up to like see if it's still... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And with that, we rush you... <laughs> to our job. As the sun has set now, and uh, the stars are starting to twinkle in the sky, and uh, the moon, La Hubelius, is rising over uh, the waters, and you head up Peachtree Avenue, which is Lansdowne Port's main street, and again is f now filled with people and glowing lights, like fairy lights strung out across the road. Um, you can see they're casting the shadows of these sort of huge floating heads and these strange sort of walkers with their long spindly legs are starting to move ever so slightly. You can hear the, the crunching of gears as they start to rev up to see if these things will work and test them out for the big day tomorrow. En route, as you are meandering up this uh, avenue, 
you can see the purple uniforms of the Water Watch, who are the Alliance Guards that police Lansdowne Port and that you have seen before with their three slit gills on the sides of their necks. And they seem tense, even amid all this jollity. Their radios are crackling. <coughs> Eyes flicking across the faces in the crowd, preparing themselves for tomorrow's festival. And in the shadows of the side streets, as you walk up this wide avenue, you can sometimes catch a glimpse of the hulking forms of the gladiators. And these are giant shock troops, 10 feet tall, function. Dominique. Dominique just could not stand the thought of one of those gladiators. Really, I really turned my, um... I really yeah. turned my scarlet off before sneezing and it really didn't work, did it? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if you, if you like, had a jet engine in your room, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you mean... like, oh, I thought I'd, I'd taken some mitigating steps to make sure that wasn't <laughs> so loud. No, that's completely... Okay. No, no, don't do that because that's what sets the audio out of sync. Yeah, no, I'm muting it somewhere else. I'm not muting it on Zoom. I thought uh... I was being clever. Maybe I, didn't, maybe I didn't get there in time. I turned my phantom power off to my mic. Sorry, I have a lot of sneezing happening right now. Mm. So, as uh, you Wait, so pass... So, the gladiators, are these biological or are these mechs? These are... They look like humans, right? So, they are clearly originally human. Um, but they are much, much taller than a standard human. They incorporate various bits of machinery into them. No two are exactly the same. But they've clearly been genetically modified as well. And they function as the Alliance's SWAT teams in the cities that the Alliance controls. The atmosphere around you is electric, sparking, as you push your way through the gaudily painted throng to reach Newtown. And here, things are a little bit quieter, but still, in the background, you can hear... Uh, the rumble and the rustle and the roar of people preparing and crowds gathering in the night before the Jour des Sorciers, this festival. Was this when you said the rich people live? Mm. So is this gentrification or is this like a plan development? <laughs> well, I, I can tell you. So up here, um, you are higher than the old town. And it, in fact, it seems as though there has been some kind of like raising up of this this territory. So it may well be a gentrification moment that rich people moving in have just made their area a bit nicer than the surrounding towns. And you see out over all the ramshackle rooftops that you were staying in before. The roads are cleaner, they're wider, and they're lined with these tall townhouses um, with these stucco facades. They have the kind of elegant, but lots of them are cracking in the heat and the humidity and clearly the money to restore them has not been there recently and around you you see bougainvillea and jasmine climbing and creeping up the sides of the balcony railings 
sprouting these blue and yellow iridescent genetically modified flowers and there's a heavy scent in the air and at last you come to the address so it's on a prestigious street highgate and in front of you stands this great reinforced oak door the lebrun compound <clears throat> and above you lights blaze from the first story windows you can hear laughter and chamber music violins playing some form of uh, arrangement drifting down from above what would you like to do we were we meant to knock on the door or something or we just we just knock on the door and go in no no not in a fancy place like this you have to like find the staff you can't like Oh, we to want, find like the door we, person. Door we want guard. security, don't we? That's who yeah. we're really here for. So we yes. just got to find okay. a security person. Great. The temptation to be chaotic here. No. <laughs> Not yet. Um, um, is this the this is is this the only door to the compound? This is the door to the Labrin yeah. compound. Okay. Yeah. Which, you can see on the side a little brass plaque panel. with curly kind of calligraphy writing Labrin Delphine. Is there one of those like little panels where you can like call? Yeah. There oh, is indeed, like just to the left. Jabba's palace eyeball. You can That's see three perfect. buttons, um, what do they one say? of which is marked uh, reception. Oh, that one. I will push the button. Oh, ow. Uh, hello. Uh, hello, um, please, we are here for um, uh, Mr. Hogg. Obadiah, Obadiah Hogg. I know, but that would be rude. You have to say Mr. Obadiah, you'll excuse me. A second. And then... <laughs> the door slides open, and the shadow of Obadiah Hug, lift, uh, lit from behind by these golden floating orbs that line this plush interior. There's soft carpet on the floor. You can hear the music floating down from two um, mirrored spiral staircases moving up uh, in front of you up the stairs. About time. Come with me. Right. He strides, his great form moving uh, over the carpet towards a small door on the left what looks like a servant's door sort of cunningly hidden along with the sort of uh, this gold and uh, green wallpaper uh, that is done all over the sides of this large entry hallway he opens the door and ushers you inside down here inside the corridor is much darker clearly so as not to actually shine light through the holes uh, where the door around the edges of the door to try and hide the servants quarters it's shabbier as well but you can see uh, that there is strip lighting guiding you down and as you step on each step the next one lights up to keep you guiding guide you down huh. into the murk you all enter behind you the door Keep going. It's a little way yet. You follow him. No, you walk down the stairs 
he's behind you. You hear the sounds of his footsteps, heavy, on what seems like actual wood, not something that you've... No, that's not true, but it's uh, it's much higher quality wood treated, old oak panelling. Seems like wood that's been around for a long time. And eventually, it opens out into an underground chamber, concrete, um, a wide floor with this low ceiling, four thick pillars supporting the weight of, you assume, the house above you. But it's empty. There's no cars in here, no boats, as you might expect from someone living in Lansdowne Port. On the far side of the room, you see what looks like a plexiglass wall. You can see through it, but the lights of the uh, room reflect off it. Two large figures wander back and forth alongside the wall. Behind it are laid out a kind of Spartan living quarters, a bed, a toilet, a little desk, everything visible and no separation between all of them, almost like a prison cell. In the middle of the room is a cage. Oh, God. Oh, boy. With light blue fluorescing bars that hum ever so slightly in the silence of this room. And the light dims and brightens very softly. Looking through it, the light passing through it from one side to the other seems to warp ever so slightly as it passes through the bars. And inside, <coughs> you see crouched an old woman She has matted grey hair, falls down all over this shapeless cotton overalls that she's wearing. And you can hear her muttering to herself. <laughs> Obadiah walks towards the cage looks inside, walks past it, turns to one of the guards. How's it been? Oh, oh fine, sir. F fine. She's been no trouble. Hmm. He sits down in the corner. Alright. Now we wait. But first, the rules. I'll make a note. Do not listen to anything that thing says. When you say do not listen, do you mean physically don't listen or just don't take it on board? Oh, it would be hard not to hear it. Right. I've been trying to shut it up in my own way for many a time, but 
she doesn't listen to me she won't listen to you I wouldn't have thought the next rule no harm must come to that thing that is worth more than all of your lives together and then some and last and I should have thought the most obvious you never touch the cage infinity was like going over a button okay yes no yes do <laughs> I does Uriel sorry recognize the lady roll a uh, perception check. What? What? Why would you recognize her? Why would you recognize an old lady in a cage? <coughs> uh, not very. Perception, seven. Uh, no, certainly not from this distance. And even then, it, it, she's not like anyone that you know. Okay. I wondered. What did you wonder? Oh. Are, are they, I'll ask Obadiah, are they very dangerous? Is that why there is a cage? Hmm. Yeah, you could say that. In a manner of speaking, they could do more damage than anyone else I know. And uh, we're, we're transporting the, the, the prisoner of where and when? Well, we're waiting to hear from uh, the uh, undertow. When we get our message through, he holds out a slate. We will know where and when. But until then, we must simply wait and be vigilant. Right. What's what's their name? Their name? We call it Sarah. Sarah. And at that, does Sarah react hear, to her name? Yes. You hear? <laughs> oh, so, oh God! Oh boy! Hi, Sarah. Bye. True name, not Sarah. I, I am older than all of you. I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> as uh, as you special. speak, um, her shoulder, this woman's shoulder, turns towards you and you see as the, the hair parts, a wizened, blind old face with a uh, marks clear clear deep running marks where the face has been clenched and and stretched and crushed and scratch marks along the cheek but glowing green eyes incredibly intense and she looks at you through the straggly hair running down her face ha welcome sister uh, i don't think i don't think i'm your sister uh, he, he did. He did specifically say, "Don't listen to anything it says." Right. So glad Thank you could be here for this. Disregard that as well. <laughs> You're real. I don't want to. But, but we, we were given rules. I know. Tell me. 
Have you heard from mother? I don't. I don't have a mother. You must have heard. You've all heard. <laughs> Infinity turns and goes and stands in a corner immediately, walks away like, oh. <laughs> oh, sister! Come back! No, Come back. I don't want to, thank you. The butterflies, sister. Come back! She'll turn back around. Hmm? She'll turn back around. Infinity? Yeah. Yes, I see the vines coming from your eyes. <laughs> Is she always like this? I'm going to ask her to die. Yeah, pretty much. Does she say this to everyone? She says all kinds of things. I would not spend too much time on it. Can I look at her and just try and... I don't know what I'm asking. <laughs> just... What you're asking is, I have a really high perception modifier. And insight. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I want to use those somehow. I just want to, I want to work out if she believes what she's saying to Infinity or whether she's just making it up and just spouting madness. When you approach the cage... You listen out, you reach out with your feelings. Roll an insight check. Oh, come right. on, come on, dice. Wait, which is a good dice? No, this one. Hit one, this one. Oh, yeah, 14. What's oh, he rolling? He's, He's rolling, rolling damage. Something. He's immediately rolling damage. <laughs> I get damage. Jeez. 30 dice. You cannot get a read on this thing it she is saying things which seem to make sense but at the same time obviously can't be true right who else who else is in the room with us so it was us three it was the 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 asset obadiah and then some other guards guards. two other guards two two guards who are walking up and down um, the plexiglass edge of this prison cell and you can see that that's actually keeping them about as far away as they can get from this cage. Occasionally both of them look over just to check it would seem, but neither And they're armed, presumably Yeah, you can see that they're both carrying heavy shock rifles You all three wait You sit on the concrete floor surrounding this cage, hearing the gibbering of this strange captive. And the time seems to flow away and you lose track of it. Obadiah sits motionless on a stool two meters away from the cage, never breaking eye contact with this figure and in his hands he holds a six foot long metal hammer that he spins in his hand and the end of the hammer is a teardrop shape perfectly spiked on one side and spherical on the other that's baller that's baller 
Emily fancies Obadiah. <laughs> Obadiah will be played by Rory. M M is it Rory McCann, the guy who plays the giant? Uh, sorry, the um, the hound <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. This is what I'm imagining, but with like a South African accent. As the hours pass, Tenebris, you have been listening. You can't help but hear. I've broken so, rule one. So far, at last, we will get. In the meeting, <laughs> long hot, and then for the first time in the time that you've been here, there's a silence, and she stops talking. And Tenebris, you hear in your head. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hello, hello, young one. Oh, so shiny in here. So much potential. Come, come closer to my room. Come talk with me. What have you seen? What have your eyes seen? Oh my god. What are you? How are you? Uh, can I, in fact, wait, is this going to work through the, um, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and talk back. Can it reach through the cage? Obviously we can if she's Are you speaking out loud? Or are you no, just... no, I'm trying to, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to speak. Roll, before you do, roll a perception check. Okay. Uh... Oh, it is not good at all. I can tell you that. Seven. You are generally aware of roughly where your friends are at any given time. Yeah. But you are aware now that you are not aware of some of their location. That's all you know. You reach out with your mind and you meet something all spinning wheels and whiplash arms and strange moving spheres and endless falling and levitating and twirling and sucking in and expanding all crushed into a tiny receptacle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's busy in here. You, you want to join? to join me you want to join me can you hear me oh, yeah, i can i can i can how are you lost how do you speak because no one else has ever been able to uh, i i never met anyone who could who could you know sp like speak inside inside my brain like how are you doing that i simply simply use the tools that you bring me so kind so lovely and kind to bring me new toys new toys <laughs> yes i use the tools and we are friends we make friends i i come to see you you come to see me i come i come outside and you and we be friends we're friends you tenebris tenebris what a beautiful name a beautiful beautiful name we be friends 
be friends outside. Don't, don't. Okay, no, you, you, you don't. Please do not tell anyone, because I don't want them to put me in a cage like you. So just don't, don't tell anyone about anything. Okay? I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk to you anyway. So, so I'm not going to talk to you. Don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Above you, you hear the rumble of something happening. Maybe the sound of footsteps, many, many footsteps. The sound of some sort of engine starting up above you. Obadiah lifts his head just a fraction, looks up, and then looks at the cage and slowly stands, aware suddenly of the silence from it. In your head, Tenebris, you hear, Please, don't leave me. You wouldn't do that to me, would you? I can help. I can help. I can teach you, please. Please don't leave me. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be like you. No. Oh, like me? Like me? I'm happy! <laughs> and then the laugh actually bursts out from in reality. And you hear, and, and the two guards jump slightly uh, and then return to their pacing. Obadiah looks through the cage, then looks at all three of you in turn. I'm going to get something to eat. Stay here. Baba. Oh, God. Dang. You watch these three, eh? And he leaves. You think we're the ones to be watched? Watched her? Oh no, but we're like a new variable here. I can understand. I that. guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, do, do you guys have any food, by the way? Uh, oh. the lady will provide. Oh, I don't mean you, ma'am. As in Lady LeBron. Right. She keep us fed. Actually, oh. on that on that note, everyone. Um, I'll good berry and create some good berries and give each of you three. Um, you know what? I I am very grateful for these infinity, but I am really starting to miss that nutrient paste taste. Well, once we've done this, you can go get some. I, believe me, it's keeping me going. <laughs> Obadiah comes back carrying various different what looked like the leftovers of some sort of grand feast. Um, all sort of bunched <laughs> together on a tray. There's some grapes. There looks like some ch what you would recognise as cheese uh, tenebris because of uh, the company that you've kept before, uh, and various other bits of meat. And uh, all of the guards, including you, you eat. Time passes, and after a while, you start to lose track of it. The gibberings, the murmurings, you can almost feel like you can hear the sea outside. Is there anything else anybody wants to do? Oh god! Time? That sounds oh, terminal! That's like prep shit. Hang on, let me look oh, at this. Oh god! One. No! I'm glad I prepared that spell though. That's a good spell to have here. Uh, no, I'm good. You could. You could take a short rest if you wished I mean, don't it's... need to uh, yeah but i assume we've been long rested over the past two days right yeah, yeah i'm you also are very rested yeah I'm I'm also... i don't get spells back on short rest so. yeah i'm also thinking um that 
like uh, Tenebris has made sure that she's been somewhere private and able to cast something before coming here um, so she doesn't have a headache and isn't mm. going to lose control of anything which because it's the, it's like the end of the day point. right so like because as it... you are sitting in this room oh, you can feel <laughs> oh, no. the oppressive force starting to rise but whereas normally you would fear you would lose control it feels like some of that excess energy that excess force is being released somewhere else tapped off almost okay no as long as no one ever finds out it's fine okay I... From the slate in... Who's holding your slate? Which one? We've got lots of slates. Not mine. Now. I've got the pen pal slate. I, I think Uriel had it for some I reason. I believe I had the official yeah. iPads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me just check my notes. <clears throat> um, Creeped out. You... Uh, here through your slate and also simultaneously from somewhere around Obadiah's person. <coughs> Warehouse 3 Wharf Key as soon as you can. <coughs> Obadiah stands, runs his hand over his bald head. You can see that in the heat, which has become almost oppressive down here, there's sweat dripping off his flattened nose, running past uh, his sharpened canines over his protruding lower lip. Oh, God damn it. What's wrong? Uh, you know how long we've been here? No. Almost 14 hours. What? <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. You know what's happening up there? The festival. Party time! I mean, maybe a festival. <clears throat> it's right in the middle of it. You know where this place we've got to go is? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. The other oh. side of the festival? Indian Where are three? Wharf key. That's right on the wharf. That'll be right on the other side of town. Oh, no. There's only one way we're going to get through that, really. We're going to have to go through the avenue. What's the avenue? There's one road. The rest of this place is all higgledy-piggledy. It's all messy all over the place. There's one straight road that will lead us there. Anything we want to get, something this big, this package, that will take us down the main street to the middle of the festival. Could we... Could we How make this look take? like a a, a, a festival, um, like, you know, make it make it look like one of the, f the floats? Could we blend well, in? I can help us if we want to not be seen. It's good to know. Yeah, you, you have a good idea. I've not got any float material, you know, I don't carry that, but... <laughs> Arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> there is this. And he goes to the back of the room and starts rummaging around uh, and he takes out a, a big tarpaulin um, creased 
light not blue. very pretty, is it? I would say if we can... Well, we can at least pass us bringing goods or maybe even food down through the festival, we might have a chance to make it through. It's a nice idea. Could you maybe cover it with flowers so it looks kind of, you know, festive? Depends how much Ali wants to let me do a druid craft, but if you'll just let me do some flowers and petals, I will. Yeah, well, you've got time, you know. You've, you've I, I don't think I can technically have that many running at once, so it's up to you, really, how much creative well, license you'll let me have well. with this, just making something pretty. Yeah, you you managed to craft a vine that creeps up all the way over it. That's making it's just one plant, but it managed to cover the whole thing and sprouts these. Um, uh, what kind of flowers? I would... Oh, I think probably like it's a blue tarpaulin. Did you say? Mm -hmm. So I think they're probably like white with a little pinky edge. The flowers that come off of it, like quite little, like like almost buttercups, but white with pink. pink Before you do ribs. this, um, Obadiah turns to you, Uriel. Yeah. Take one side, and remember, you never touch the cage. Don't touch the cage, don't listen to what's in the cage. Easy. Uriel, be careful. The I'll cast guidance. possibly go wrong, it's fine. <laughs> I'm casting guidance on Uriel. Yep, I am guided. <laughs> I believe you knew. <laughs> the two security guys take the other end, Bubba and Fang, which are the Bubba names of the- Fang. They take the two other corners, and very slowly, you lift it over the top of this cage. As it is happening, the woman inside, the old woman, she levers herself up. No. no. Don't, don't put me, you wouldn't put me away. No. I need the light. I have, please. No. no. And then she runs up to the, to the bars, grabs one of them, and psh, shot immediately backwards, lands on the floor. As the top falls down to cover her and muffles slightly the noises coming from underneath. Oh god. She's gonna systematically test the fences. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, right, okay. <laughs> I, I quite like the idea of an arts and crafts episode now actually. Can we just do, can we spend like an evening making a yeah, papier mache we'll bust yeah, of uh, yeah. Just pretty flowers. There's no time for that. What is a giant, this? A giant green jack with a with a with a, with a face on it. <laughs> Not just get one we made earlier though. Uh, in my culture, we tear the jack apart at the end of the day. We Ooh. cannot. We throw him off the cliff. Now remember, three rules. One, you listen to nothing that thing says. Two. She may not be armed. Three. You never touch the cage. Never touch the cage. Very well. How do we offload the cage at the other end? When we get it to the uh, place where the undertow, they have arranged someone to take it, to store it safely. It is our job to get it there. All right. Let's hope it is. Come. He reaches over to a panel on the side of the wall. Keys in a coat. One side of this basement. The side. Slowly tilts up. And as it does, the sunlight streams in. 
like a huge wave, like a crashing tidal wave of light, and you hear the music start to come in through the door. And you realize that the festival is in full swing. Working as a unit, you push this crate, which is floating on tiny little suspensor pods, out through the door. It hits a lift, rises it up a level, and you hit the street in front of you. And it's huge. The party is going off. You look around the corner of the Highgate, down Goldmount Road, towards the Peachtree Avenue, and you can see hordes of people gyrating in the sunshine. Uh, you can see there's music blaring from all around you. The atmosphere is frenetic. Um, there's humans, halflings, all dancing together, dancing, and some of them are shaking, trembling in the streets. And above their heads, you see figures flitting back and forth, figures that you recognise. Spiked hair, exaggerated expressions, laughing and playing little anime characters flitting above the heads of the crowd. What? Uh, And all the while, the water watch lined the streets, looking, staring, watching, and you can feel the pillars on which the city itself is built shifting slightly under this huge throbbing weight of the crowd. We've got work to do. Come on. And Obadiah leads you into the throng. All around you, there are people dancing, gyrating, swaying, dancing with each other. People come up to you. Will you dance? Will you dance? Ah, oh, uh, uh, some people reach out to try and grab your oh. hand. I, I tell you what, I, I see it. I see the visions. I see her coming. I can see it. I feel it. I feel her power within me. You see other people come. Oh, little circles getting made around people who are dropping to the floor on their knees, reaching up to the sky. As you see around their heads, flittering, fluttering these uh, holographic shapes as you push uh, this, your crate down the road. People. Uh, are difficult to move through but with Baba and Thang at the front and Obadiah as well they seem to part slowly so sorry so is the crate on some kind of is it like a floating platform like so yeah, what is there's it on f- there's four little flotation devices just underneath each of the corners keeping it up right right so it's you can push it basically right okay. and it's not friction free but it's it's easy enough to do the and the way that you're pushing it the cage so the ca- when the i say crate, crate? I, yes the cage is the crate <laughs> okay sorry. okay um so the cage is on basically the cage is on um four uh sorry the cage is on um two long wooden struts they're not wooden they're two long metal struts yeah. under each of the corners of the cage there are suspensors holding it upright and those uh, struts can be used to push or pull the cage. Right. Makes sense. The cage is covered in this tarpaulin over which is growing this vine uh, with Infinity's flowers blooming from it. 
you can hear the music rising and throbbing and buzzing and it's taken on a, a much more kind of uh, energetic, powerful feeling than it did before. Is there anything about the crowd or any individuals in the crowd that, that says anything other than kind of like festival atmosphere? Is there, is there mm. anything that's out of the ordinary? Mm. Make an investigation check. I'm also. I'm going to be looking for anyone who is eyeing up the K, uh, eyeing up the tarpaulin. Like maybe they'll think that they're going to like try and sneak in or like nick something if they think it's something tasty. Oh, that's a sixteen okay. from Uriel. Um, what was the specific thing that you asked? Sorry, Uriel. So this was looking at. Is there anything that stands out of the ordinary from the crowd other than this is a festival? Is there anything that looks like it shouldn't belong? It's or, or individuals like no who look like they don't belong. In it. It is like no festival that you have ever seen before or even heard of. It's wild. Uh, and actually in the true meaning of the word, like people are acting like almost mad in some places. They're acting like wild animals. And you can see uh, there's nothing that stands out as someone acting strangely for a festival. People seem to be into it. But what does stand out are the water watch. They are really on edge. They're looking for anything. And you can see that they're scanning the crowd, clearly looking for something out of the ordinary. And with that role, you do see that one or two of them have caught sight of the crate and are turning to each other and exchanging words. Am I next to Obadiah? You're at the. You three are at the back. Obadiah, Baba, and Thang are at the front. Um, Tenebris, what were you rolling for? Um, uh, passers-by who might think it would be fun to sneak under the sneaker look. Uh, what was the number? Uh, twelve with disadvantage. Yeah. So looking through this harsh glare of this sunlight, um, you're trying to make out the motives of people. Uh, whether they might be actually trying to sneak a look at this case, this uh, box, but it doesn't look like any of the party-goers are particularly interested in this. They're too caught up in this crazy, frenetic atmosphere. Can I try and keep an ear out for whether she's saying anything weird from inside the top yeah. wall? Roll a perception check. Natural one. What top wall? <laughs> It's too loud. Yeah, and... we, we haven't heard any hints about who this is a festival to, have we? Do we know, like, if it's I particular we... god? Isn't or... it? Isn't it? The gods, just the gods, gods the gods, so, like all the gods, gods right? <laughs> you would have, in the couple of days leading up to this, you could have asked around. You would have found out what the Jour des Sorciers is all about, and it, from what you've heard and the people you've talked to, it is a festival celebrating. Uh, the magical creatures from the swamplands and the waters around Lansdowne Port. And when they say magical, it is obviously said in the terms that they understand it is a kind of technology, a level of technology which they cannot understand and to them is magic. And the creatures they worship come from this place, the Fae. And in the Jour des Sorciers, they look to get closer, bring themselves closer to the Fae and what's happening in it, and invite those from the Fae into the real world 
to show their devotion. Right, thank you. The you push on, heading towards the avenue. So you have to move down. Um, hold on. You need to move down Goldmount Road. And at the end of Goldmount Road, you will be able to turn left onto the avenue, Peachtree Avenue. Oh, so this isn't even the big road yet? No, you, the crush of people is becoming more and more close as you come closer and closer. There is a bridge in front of you. As you approach, you see standing all along the bridge, stretched out across it, five figures of in purple uniforms. Oh, balls. And as people pass through them, they're checking them. The water watch. They're on the other side of the bridge, and you are just about to cross it. What would you like to do? Mm. I mean, I feel like Uriel, you saw the watch noticing us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the watch are definitely on us. They, 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 they spotted us, but like Obadiah's at the front. Should he, you know, he's probably got contacts. Maybe just go go tell him and go make sure him. he knows. Yeah, just make sure, like, ask right, him I'll, if he's got a plan. I'll, I'll sneak up the side. Yeah, yeah. I'll go up and just, like, tap Obadiah and be like, uh, the 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 purple cloaks have um have definitely cottoned on that something's something's weird about us. Do you do you happen to um, you know, you get us past this? Oh shit! That's the last thing we need. They will be on alert. Everything that's been going on now, they'll be looking for people doing exactly what we're doing. We can we cannot have them find this. If they find out what's in this, it's it's game over for us. Uh, we could go we could try and go through them we could try and convince them this is would have no use uh, we could distract them I don't them. know we could hang on let me let me just talk to the two others oh sorry it's um, like a joining conversation wasn't it right um so yeah we're in the shit right. the, the, the purple cloaks are kind of looking for people like us basically so we could distract them or we could go right. through them or, I mean, Tenebris, do you think your friends could convince them that there's nothing amiss here with this giant box that we're carrying? It's five of them. Not Why don't... all of them. I could make them all super itchy. I could... They would probably notice that that was a bit odd. I could turn into an animal and <laughs> run past them very quickly and see if they chase me. We'd have to have, like, a good reason to chase you, though, right? Well, I could try and eat one of them yeah i mean if you got rid of some of them maybe we could convince i'm not going to the remaining Uriel, why would i oh i see what you mean not get rid of as in kill um yeah you know just yes. just lead them away if you kill them on the way just, just who cares well i do um okay right well um you keep going i'll right so, I'll so wait, you're gonna you in a bit. you're gonna draw some of them away and then tanner you do you, depending on how many are left, do you want to see if you can convince them that we're not I really can... a problem? Oh, you mean just like, hey, we're not, not really a problem. Why would they listen to me? Okay, well, uh, what I mean you is mean you and your friends, because, you know, you're like a one big entity, aren't, aren't you? Well, yeah, but like, that, like if I, if I tried to, like, 
you know, if I try to like really persuade them, then they'll know about it afterwards, which would be very bad. And like, if I like, like, I don't know, make them like, I could make one of them be something that is not there. Oh, why don't you do that? Make them think that there's something in the crowd that they've all got to go and deal with, like right fucking now. Oh, but because only one of them, I can only do that. Oh, then, then pick the one who looks like he's in charge. Well, why don't I go first? And then we'll go from there. I'll come find you. Um, hang on. We, uh, I, I, I have two slates, don't I? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you have you have you have one slate which is tuned into here from the undertow. Yeah. yeah. You have another. You have three slates in total. You have another which is tuned in now to hear constant flat water. But right. then. And the third one is not tuned into anything. Uh, okay. We didn't have that. Okay. Um, look, I've done this before. We did it before. Right? It's how we got out of yeah. that. Okay. Um, okay. Well, look, why don't uh, you, you do that? We're aiming for Warehouse 3 at the Wharf Key. Yep. I am going to <laughs> step back from everyone a little bit, just sort of move back, move to the side, move away, and I'm going to world shape back into my Star Panther. Yes! And I am going to charge at the bridge and swipe at a guard, but try not to hit them. <laughs> and we will wait to see oh! how that works. Oh, Till next oh, week. God. That was... Oh, I can see so this many ways this will go wrong. plan, yeah. yeah. Oh, this, this plan's got legs. I think it makes sense. This fight's really them. fast. They're covered in stars. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> is this the, is, should we have a music change? Um, or I, still just, I don't know. I love this music it's so amazing. much. I listen to this yeah. when I'm like, no, okay, we'll change it. Is this the like oh, AI written tech music, trance music or something? I yeah. wish it was. No, AI can't write this yet. I don't um, think anyway. Wow. Okay. So, oh, there's so many ways this could go wrong. Star Panther. Oh. Let's go straight to Star Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Star it's Panther's so the fastest one I have. Yeah. If I thought of anything really clever that would distract them, I would have gone for it first. Because yeah, if there was one in charge and they saw the wanted criminal, but I don't know any wanted criminals. Um, amazing. Thank you, everyone, uh, for joining um so before we head off is there anything imminently we need to plug or announce well do we also need to talk about some science for a future yeah game? oh of course See that's how this week. game works um, um what came up today <laughs> electrocution came up funnily enough something that i have some recent oh, experience yeah. with well not electrocution <laughs> so Shock. yes shocking not electrocution also, also that the um, that kind of idea of having, well, I was I wasn't sure, um, Ali, were the beams physical or were they purely made of light? Oh. No, they they were physical. Okay, they, okay, okay, okay. Uh... I mean, if they were made of light, the energy required to do that would be extraordinary. Well, it's like it's like a classic sci-fi trope, isn't it? Like, yeah, light, light bars. bars. Yeah. 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 Um. um... Is there an old one that... Oh, I guess we could finally do Transformers. Because mm. yeah. I have That's just wild-shaped into a panther. Yeah. 
The other thing which happened, I suppose, is how do you blend into a crowd? I'm sure there is some interesting science on how to disappear into a large Well, I, we didn't do... I didn't cast a spell that would let us do that. Oh, there's a spell that lets you do that? Pass without traces. Stealthy. Stealthy, stealthy. Yeah. I was going to do it, but I was like, there's no... We can't pass without trace in a giant crowd. It's not going to work like that. But, uh... I guess I could have done, but, yeah. Transformers. I'll do Transformers. Robots in disguise. Robots in disguise. <laughs> Amazing. I think... I, I would say, from a kind of uh, mechanics perspective, you could stealth in a crowd. In fact, it would be quite an easy place to do it. We can't stealth a giant, what sounds like a portal Yeah, that would be harder. Yeah, that would be harder. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because, like, the way Pass Out Trace is worded as well, it's like it creates a veil of shadows around you, and it's like that's not useful in a crowd if we suddenly get like. Hey, you see that giant portal shadows. shadows everywhere? I think, <laughs> yeah. I would argue that Pass Without a Trace should should help stealth rolls of any kind. I would agree, but it does but, say a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking we, you we and your could, companions. We, we could, could, we could rewrite that, but well, my question would be, I don't think it would apply to the giant bloody great box. box. Yeah, it doesn't apply it to a box. To it's all creatures. And it has a yeah. low dexterity, I will tell you that. What, a box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, well there's a bit of science to talk about next time. And next time, I believe the buck stops with Emily Bates. Yeah. So you've got uh, that amazing. to look forward to next week, people. Transport. That is next week. That is, as usual, uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. UK time. Um, we are, as always, going to be live on twitch.tv Um, But you can catch up with all of our things afterwards on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com forward slash rpgeeksdnd or uh, type in rpgeeksdnd in podcast platforms and we'll probably pop up somewhere there. True. Um, Wherever you, you catch see, your pods. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can see the latest episodes a little while after they've aired basically. And um, we'll stage. also, <laughs> this is all getting very dramatic, you may have noticed. So I can reveal this is building towards the end of a chapter. Um, here with uh, some more um, exciting uh, events and shows that that are going to sort of form a little a little summer season break. Yeah, it's very exciting. Exciting summer season that we've been thinking about and planning to announce to you soon, but but not, not yet. yet. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Teaser. Tease. Yeah. Uh, but it. we will be telling you on social media. It's our favorite place to tell you things. Uh, follow us at rpgeeksd and on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Daddy Norovirus Daddy. Daddy Norovirus Daddy. <laughs> D and Native phonetic alphabet. <laughs> we need the Emily think... Bates phonetic alphabet. Every last Bates. Infinity is of uh, I from is infinity, yeah, I from obviously. Infinity, yeah. Oh, uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Come up, come back to us next time with some more of those. S is Star so, Panther. All no, one S word. is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, and P is Panther. N just is. To like... Oh no, N is. <laughs> Nine eight no wait what's my serial number eight six, no eight E is eight six nine one. <laughs> <laughs> MGV one five three zero ML. Language yeah. takes a while. People start yeah. avoiding words with E's in. They were yeah. like, I don't have time. Like the word help is like you're, no, on no, the, no. you're on your phone. It's just what's your postcode? It's like uh, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. F is Fraser for Brendan Fraser. Oh. <laughs> See, there we go. We've got half the alphabet already. Yeah, we're doing really well here. This is good. I love it. I love it. I think okay. S should be Shillelagh. Just... Oh, yeah, that's true. I do like Star Panther, though. 
Or okay, P can be Panther bracket star. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all one word. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Sorry, Shaman, did you want to try and wrap I'm, up the show? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Uh, you're all awesome. Catch you next time uh, on RP Geeks Dungeons and Dragons Science. Daddy Nora Vice Daddy. Daddy Nora Vice Daddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.